coming to you live from Long Island, New York, from our beautiful town of Babylon. Welcome to the special edition of our podcast. Dorothy did an interview on me and my candidacy for town clerk in the town of Babylon. We also want to add in this episode that the town minutes, they are posted on the town website, not as stated as before during this recording. This is her Community 2 podcast. I am your host, Catherine, and joining us is co-host Dorothy Hill. And now we begin. Evening, Catherine. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Today is Tuesday, October 26th, and we are one week away from one of the most important elections here on Long Island. I know. It's, it's, it's exciting. Very exciting. So on Tuesday, although I might, ha- I might add that many people can vote early, that I received an email today and a notice in the mail that early voting is possible, specifically from October 23rd, which was three days ago until the 31st. So yeah. early, early voting, um, again, 23rd to 31st. So we're, we're three days into early voting. I actually might do early voting. On the other hand, I kind of like getting my large hot coffee and going at 6 a.m. when the polls open. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're really dedicated. <laughs> I am. I love I'm like, early, vote early, vote early. So uh, early for me means like wake up at five and go vote. But uh, when I lived in Manhasset, I was always among the first voters. And then I would jump on the train. I thought, what if I have to work late and then I can't make it to the polls by 9 p.m.? I don't want to risk that. Right. Oh, yeah. True. True. There you go. That's but, yeah, so very exciting. Uh, you're running for town clerk for the town of Babylon, Suffolk County, correct? Yes. That is so exciting. And so I have seen your signs along 231, going north, going south. Um, we've remarked how great it is. I love the red on the white and uh, also have seen uh, the signs for District Attorney candidate Ray Tierney and many others. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Terry and I went out this past weekend. We put up signs on Saturday uh, for the controller candidate for the town of Islip, who's a personal friend of both of ours. So that was really fun. I've actually never gone to take the the campaign signs and put them in the ground. And I have to tell you, it's not as easy as it looks. It's not. It's not as. And actually, uh, not only that but it's not as easy figuring out where to put these signs. Exactly. And I'm, and I was putting them in the, it was funny because Terry would drop me off and I would play, we would discuss in advance where to place the sign for Andy Whitman. And then we would, I would play. And I said, what, what is with this rock? And I couldn't even get it into the ground. <laughs> like all these rocks, you know? And I thought, well, probably as they, when they built the roads, right. They put the rocks as they were building the roads on the side. So when you have that, what's called the, the uh, apron along the sidewalk, it, it's very rocky terrain. So it's, it doesn't go in that easily. But anyway, it was, that was very exciting. So in terms of the town clerk for Town of Babylon, um, why don't you take us, the, um, the listeners, to our Her Community 2 podcast through. What, is it, what does it mean to be the town clerk? What does a town clerk do on a daily basis? I think a lot of people want to know that. Um, so what they do is they all, they uh, take minutes for every meeting and not just the town um, meeting, but uh, like planning, zoning, uh, 
they have to attend every single meeting and take minutes mm-hmm. and they have to be very accurate also um that office um issues out permits passes uh licenses um to the town and um but they also are in charge of record keeping and it's very important because Long Island has a very, very rich history dating back to the 1600s. Now, it's interesting because those files, everything that has to do with anything, even from the historic standpoint, they all have to be maintained. So um, it's really interesting with the, the town clerk, with, uh, with everything that they do. Mm-hmm. I have to admit it. It's it really is a lot there, and they are responsible. That office, that department, is responsible for a lot. So, um, and they have to answer to for a lot. So, but that's basically uh, what a town clerk does. Understood. Um, is there currently, Catherine, a network of the town clerk? So, for example, you would meet on a monthly basis or maybe every other month with the other town clerks? So for example, town of Hempstead, town of North Hempstead, uh, town of Brookhaven to share best practices. Is there such a network? Not that I know of or aware of. I've never heard of anything like that. It should be one um, as way as not only to help one another, but also to support, um, to actually to perform better at their job. So it's nice to get different input from different people. Yeah. So I was reading on the town of Babylon website that the town clerk's office is charged with acting as the chief records keeper. Uh, So when I think about records, I think about paper documents. So for for example, when people apply for a dog license, it can be one year or three years, they have to submit the license together with a proof of rabies vaccination, but it also as you mentioned before, has records dating back to, uh, you know, in this case, it's quote, literally says 1872, uh, town laws, resolutions, ordinances, town business. So uh, even if you're not a lawyer, it sounds to me um, that you need to know a lot about uh, basic functions like records management, vital statistics, uh, marriage licenses, which probably is a lot of fun, <laughs> and, and, and other and other licenses. What what is your view on, you know, covering the gamut of all of those types of certificates and licenses to manage? Um, well, it's it's to me, you just have to be very um, organized, uh, very detailed. Uh, in your uh, in the process of keeping uh, those um, the files uh, um, maintained properly, so and I know it didn't sound like I know what I was talking <laughs> about, but um, no, I believe you do. You you have to be um, organized. You have to be diligent, and uh, and those are the things in recreating. Um, organizations in the past it takes a lot of diligence it takes a lot of organizational skills mm-hmm. communication skills yes um and so you re- you really have to be dedicated um and passionate about what you do so you can do the best practice for that position absolutely and so i'm looking here the town clerk in the town of babylon is open monday through friday from 9 a.m to 4 30 it's quite reasonable let's talk however 
um, about the fact that many people work Monday through Friday, 9 to 4.30. And if they have to file a document or they have questions, um, yes, the town clerk's office is open late, quote unquote, until 6 p.m. on Tuesday. Do you believe that's sufficient, Catherine? And if not, what can we do to expand the services to the town of Babylon residents? Um, no, I don't feel that's even even uh, feasible because most parents uh, have to work two jobs. You know, the uh, the mother and the father, and um, it might be the dad working two jobs and the mother works one. Uh, so that's really uh, not for them, especially with, um, like, say, the beach. You want to get a beach pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, those hours do not fit. And that's the main reason why I started running. Well, partly was is because um, the last few years I couldn't get a uh, beach pass. I was always too late. It was always too late in the day. I just missed it. Um, last year we had COVID. So Yes, that was understandable. But um, even before that, a couple of years, I wasn't able to get the beach pass. So last year, I'm I'm sorry, this year, they decided to do something different online. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, it's, that's great that they went that route, but it was the only route that they went. They didn't have alternatives to people who aren't political literate, which is our seniors. Um. Maybe the disabled, they just, they can't get onto the computer. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should have been a lot of avenues for the taxes that we pay. It really should have been, it should have been online and come inside the building. Uh, and like I said, because of COVID, they could have worn a mask, um, show the vaccine card, however they want to do it. And also continue with the drive through You know, the thing is, is that when they were collecting in the spring taxes, they made every effort to do it through the drive-thru mm-hmm. they were quick with that but not with the passes a lot of people were getting frustrated a lot of people had to submit their documents and they still didn't get a pass some it took uh normal time for some people it took weeks and we have such a such a short window of summer that um it, it just wasn't right a lot of people there was so many delays so much confusion um, so no, I do believe, especially when it comes to seasonal passes to get them, we should be open on the weekends mm-hmm. and, uh, longer hours on Saturday and definitely, um, at least till six during the weekday, you know, possibly even six thirty. we have to, right. hours right. so all our residents have access to beach passes and permits. I mean, that's just a gimme, but it would be so easy, um, to, run a survey monkey uh, survey among the residents. They have their email addresses. I mean, people pay their taxes or if they're renting, they have email addresses, et cetera. Uh, but that would be one way to find out, you know, which evenings or days would be, uh, would be the most attractive to people in terms of late hours. I was going through the licensing officer list and I, ha- I have to admit, Catherine, I was cracking up. What, <laughs> what the heck is a pigeon permit? <laughs> Do you know? Well, some people, um, they like to do pigeon, uh, pigeons, um, like, um, you know, like, like, like carrier pigeons. I'm going to yes, say, like so, so you're in Deer yeah, Park like and that. I'm down here near, and I'm, and I want to send you a, a pigeon. I'm going to send you a message by pigeon. Is that... <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Raising pigeons. All right. There you go. I mean, there are beautiful pigeons, white pigeons and 
various uh, species. So, okay, that was one. The other thing that jumped out at me was, oh, goodness, uh, garage sale permits and clamming permits. I see, I see garage sales around town of Babylon. Do people literally need to go to the town and get a permit before they have a garage sale on their own personal property? I, yes. I mean, it is free, I believe, still, but it, it's... I don't see the reasoning behind it. I, I mean, I only because um, I could see maybe the reasoning is because maybe they would have additional traffic. You know, when people, uh, I'm one of those mm-hmm. people, I love looking at garage sales. And of course, you know, you got to find parking because it, it tends to be busy. Right. But um, I mean, it just seems so complicated now. Now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when you have a yard sale, you got to have a permit. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. So, okay. The next one, which is interesting on this list massage parlors so we had <laughs> we had on our last discussion all right so again for those of you who are new to our her community podcast we've been talking about human trafficking sex trafficking on long island nassau county suffolk county have a very high per capita there's a lot of money in both of these counties but you know as we speak about town of babylon and sex trafficking you know we continue to cover the long island serial killer case which uh, was the very sad murder of mostly young women, but also one Asian man, uh, a few identified other women, and one woman's young toddler girl or daughter. Uh, so back to the massage parlors, we did cover a bust of a massage parlor. I think it was a foot spa in Lindenhurst, right? Correct. So massage parlors, um, to what extent does a license for a massage parlor need to include, you know, a background check on the proprietor, the manager, and all the people who work there? Or is it simply, you are entitled to run a massage parlor in XYZ location and you're good to go? Well, I know that, um, like workers, like what they do, the nail and the hair, you know, they all have to be licensed. Um, the same thing would be, uh, with massage. Uh, people, the ladies who work there. So, it, it, but those are for the legitimate ones. But you know, they they all have to have uh, their permits and their license in order because they're touching. It has to do with the human body, right? And um, especially even more so then because they're actually working the muscles, you know. And um, but but that I don't believe that applies to the sex workers because. They're not going to go through that. They're they're probably they're not even giving real massages. It, it's a totally different. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, for an, a regular, yeah. And I used to go to a football under Park Avenue before COVID, and it was legitimate, a full body massage. Yeah, and so it 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 was always legitimate. So, but some not so much. Okay, understood. I mean, there are other two licensing officers, like video game licenses and games of chance, quote unquote. But well, um, so moving on, uh, Catherine, what is it about this position uh, that was the impetus uh, for you to run? What What do you want to change in the town of Babylon? Well, the one thing was the Beach Pass fiasco. I could, I just couldn't obtain one. I, I've always, I still do. I work a lot of hours, um, crazy busy schedule. And um, it's it's just not feasible for me to go down between nine and four thirty, and then have nothing on the weekends to go to. It, mm-hmm. It's um, I love the beach just as much as the next person, but uh, those hours are inconvenient for working people and struggling families, and uh, our disabled, our vets, our seniors. 
So that was the main thing was to, instead of just complaining, I rather just dive in mm-hmm. and see what I can do, roll up my sleeves and see what I can do to make things better. Right. And that's it, exactly what it was about. And that's the truth. It's just to make things easier because I can't, I, I'm always wanting to know how much value I'm getting out of my dollar. And it's the same thing with taxes. Mm-hmm. What, what am I getting out of this? And so even though I don't control that, but I certainly can voice for the community uh, to say, you know, where's, where's the money going? Um, How are we doing this? How are we doing the permits? How are we doing the passes? It needs to be more accessible for uh, different classes of people. And so I'm right. That's something I can do. Right. We talked about this a few podcasts ago and we talk about the groupings, um, you know, classings, glasses or groupings of people. So for example, veterans, should be entitled to a free beach pass for the town of Babylon. And that would allow them entry, say May, I think it's actually until end of se- September. Okay, got it. Lay, thank you so much. Uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day. So it would be like uh, Gilgo Beach, Overlook Beach. Uh, what am I Cap missing tree. here? Captree. Actually, no, Captree is state oh, no, park. That's state. That, that's, state that's, state, yes. that's right. So and all the other, you know, um, the other beaches that allow you. I love parking at Gilgo by the Gilgo Beach Inn. And even now, uh, taking my dog over. But in the summertime, I cannot take my dog. And then there's always, uh, there was always a great group of people hanging out or they have live music and whatnot. But yes, that's a great perk that we have. Um, here in the town of Babylon. Um, why do you think, Catherine, that you are the best person for this job? Um, well, I'm, I'm certainly more outspoken and not afraid to speak up if I feel um, I can contribute in any way and not to, you know, not like in the means of uh, sounding like a bully or anything, but just like, well, hey, how come, you know, can we do it this way or how does this work? Can we try this? Also, I have a lot of orient, I mean, um, organizational skills. I put together four community organizations uh, here in Deer Park and I can put those to good use in the town clerk's office. And I have um, great leadership skills and to be honest, I just think I am best fit for this and to make the office more accessible to our residents. I love that. The fact that, you know, you're open to more, uh, you know, I'd say uh, flexibility, uh, thinking about the um, interest groups within our community, like veterans, the handicapped and others, you know, people working one job, two jobs, many people going back to the city uh, who have worked there, uh, you know, previously working from home, but now making that transition back to the city. So they need that flexibility. Um, how has it been, Catherine, um, on the campaign trail? You know what? It's been really fun. It's been really good. We've never received any negativity from the town residents. They're always willing to share what they feel, what's going on. Uh, a lot is uh, grievances over uh, high taxes, potholes, um, not having uh, more of an access to the town hall. And um, also surprisingly is um, when people make calls, I'm assuming to like 311 or to certain department and not getting their phone calls returned or their emails. So I found that very, very shocking. So again, that's another thing, communication. It has to be addressed. These people need answers right away. Mm-hmm. And that should be another focus as well, is getting back to the residents. 
So when you say um, they need an answer, like, for example, I'm looking at these town clerk office forms and documents on the website, you know, like a dog license form, you know, I had to apply for one and ask questions about it and timing. Uh, are you referring specifically to documents that people need to complete in order to move forward on a project, for example? Well, I mean, that that certainly um, is one of them. The other one is um, some people need help filling out the application. Mm -hmm. And they have a question, well, do I really need to do this? How do I do this? Can I just submit it, the, um, load up the images and just send it? Do I mail it? Um, so, yeah, they, what are they going to do? They're going to make a phone call to the clerk's office and, um, or email. And those need to be answered before the end of the, before the end of the day, before the sun goes down. You know, it's interesting. Walmart has that sundown rule. Any question that they mm -hmm. ask, mm -hmm. supposed to get an answer, but before the sun goes down. And it should be that way for our residents as well. We should pay attention to them. They're, they get angry. They're frustrated. Um, they just don't know, you know, how to get this. So a lot of people call and say, can you help me? With, can, is there someone who can help me with this? What do I need? How, what do I fill out in this space? Mm -hmm. so, Interesting. And, yeah. And it's questions about even licenses, you know, that, some people, not everybody can make it down there. So what do they do? They call. Absolutely. And I was just reading, this is fascinating. How do I register my new business? Let's say there's a stay-at-home mom. And I've been reading a lot about moms in Babylon, the two moms who started the toy store, which is so exciting. Let's say that you have, there's a, you know, a, a former plumber and he wants to open like an advisory business for new construction. So if that person were to register the business, it says here, all new businesses, regardless of location within Suffolk County, must register with the state of New York through the Suffolk the county clerk's office in Riverhead. My understanding is that is actually incorrect, that a CPA or an attorney can register a new business. It's done actually through Albany, through the New York State uh, Department of State specifically registry. So there's some information on this website I think would need to be revised and refined. So that's one thing. Uh, but back to your background, Catherine, why don't you tell us and the listeners uh, where you're from and when you moved to Long Island, uh, you know, how long have you lived here? Uh, and just a little bit about your experience making that transition from the West Coast to the East Coast. <laughs> Certainly. Um, I was born and raised in Los Angeles and I lived there up until, um, let's see, I moved to Long Island 2006 when uh, Lexi was born, my daughter, she's 15 now. And so we moved out here and I fell in love with Long Island. It's very comparable to California, except we have the four seasons, which I love. I have, uh, we have uh, access to so many things, Manhattan, the beach, theater. Um, we have it all, the best restaurants, all different types of food. We have it here. So um, I enjoyed it. I, um, the time that uh, I was here. So um Going forward a little bit, I wanted to get more involved uh, in the community. There was a, a rash of uh, crime here in Deer Park. I helped uh, found the uh, Deer Park Community Association to get us involved to create a network of uh, community members and for residents to collaborate. How do we make the community better, safer? How can we do this? Everybody wants a great place to live. And to be honest, I have five kids, four live out of state. I want the fifth one to be able to go to college and return and be able to buy a home, you know, the American dream, buy a home, get married, have kids and not struggle. 
So, um, and then I created um, the Deer Park Chamber of Commerce, uh, Concerned Citizens of Deer Park, and North Babylon Deer Park Kiwanis Chapter. And those are all community-based organizations that took uh, exceptional organizational skills, um, a, uh, a knack for details, and, uh, and you have to have to be able to communicate and find a new, a new unique I'm so sorry, a unique way of gathering different types of people to come as one mm-hmm. to address what the organization is about. And that was like the best one. As soon as one organization was done, it was exciting to start all over again from scratch. So that's what I like to do is just bring those skills to the table, to that position. And I love anything to do with community where everybody just gets along. Everybody's working for a good cause. Everybody's working for a better place to um, raise their kids, to live, feel safe. And that's what made me want to jump in. Excellent. Um, I really love that. We are, you know, a diverse community with uh, different needs, different uh, socioeconomic uh, interests and that, you know, people have to feel that they have a voice. Now, one thing I noticed here on the town of Babylon site, which I found was quite peculiar is the question, how do I get a copy of the town board meeting minutes? Again, this is for town of Babylon. It says all requests for minutes must be submitted as a freedom of information request foil to the town clerk's office. Now, Catherine, other towns across the country, the town board meeting minutes for the public forum are available online. Mm-hmm. Why, why do people have to go through this, you know, onerous process of filing a FOIL report for a meeting? That's open to the public. Bingo. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, it, it's so that's pre- where preposterous trans- to me. That's where the transparency and accessibility comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel it should be posted on the website. Um, you know, as soon as they can, so everybody has access to it. It's it, it belongs to the residents. They're they're part. <clears throat> we pay, you know, the politicians their salary, so they should have access. You know, and again, like back to Walmart. You know, I was um, I did stock option purchase, mm-hmm. and um, so every week they they took out money to to buy stock. So as soon as I did that, mm-hmm. they consider you a stockholder, and you have access to minutes and for documents how well the the, the store yes. did the company so and that's something i never requested it just got mailed because Path, the, right right you know Path. so it didn't matter whether you had one share or a thousand mm-hmm. shares right you are essentially a stockholder and so of course the answer to the stockholders just like us it's kind of like the same thing we're the board and we have to answer to our residents right I agree. And I'm actually, you know, I have moved here from Manhasset, town of North Hempstead, and I was president of our neighborhood association. So I attended the meetings, represented our little cute little community near the high school. And I'm looking right now on the town of North Hempstead website. So Catherine, right there, black and white or color actually, are the 2021 agendas and minutes starting with January 7th meeting. Uh, going all the way through to um, the most recent uh, September 2nd, actually September 30th, October 7th, October 21st. Um, the next meeting is a special meeting, October 28th. Can I tell you that every agenda is there in HTML and PDF? The summary of the minutes are there. 
And then there's a SWMA meeting, final minutes, and then the agenda PDF. So everything is here with all the links. So this seems to me that it would not be that difficult to take, again, the agenda of the town board uh, meeting minutes and provide the links and just have someone on your team, if you're elected, to, to ensure that those links, that those uh, documents are uploaded and that the links are working uh, and not ha have people go through the FOIL process. To me, this is just stating the obvious. What do you, you know, what are, it, what's your view on that? It's um, it's another layer and that needs to be taken out. People need to have the most access to things. And I believe that they should have um, access to not only the agenda, but for the minutes as well. And it should just, you should just be able to go on the town of Babylon website, click, 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 mm -hmm. and then read through. So you know what's going on in your town. Right. You and know? I, right, and I know you know the meetings are, I believe there's like three or three 30 during the day, maybe at night, a couple of times. But again, not everybody can attend those. They might have little ones, babies at home, and they're interested. They want to get involved. What's going on around the town? I see. I belong in over 100 Facebook community groups, and all is the same. Mm -hmm. They want access. They want to know, well, why this? Why this? Why can't they do this? You know, so they should have access to that. Interesting, because I, I just find other communities on Long Island are more flexible. Usually the meetings are held in the evening. And what's the big deal? you know, even if you have one or two meetings a month, you know, for the town officials, the board to open the meeting to the public in the evening when people get home, say maybe start at 630. Uh, there are, I noticed like, like the town, just using this as an example, obviously it's a different county and a different. city uh, And the variety of issues, but there are various uh, like notices, there's a notice section, but there are there are particular items that do require um, a FOIL report. So say say for example in the town of Babylon, uh, within the village, for example, there's there have been complaints about noise and people gunning their car engines, and they believe it's coming from a certain rental property. So people within the town of Babylon are permitted to send a FOIL report to ascertain or determine who the owner of that rental property is and file a complaint. So that's great. I mean that that's important for noise uh, ordinances, et cetera. And there there have been some issues over the summer with theft. And, and et cetera. Um, what other creative and innovative ideas do you have for the town of Babylon? Well, it's, I love innovative technology, even though sometimes it's hard for me to understand it, but I just think it's crucial because these times we're living in, especially the weather patterns, anything can happen from power outages to floods, fire. I mean, we just don't know. So to have all our records, especially the older ones, have them digitalized, if not already. I'm not sure. I have not been in the town clerk's office uh, as of yet, um, but we need the most technology to keep those records treasured and safe from any type of uh, mother nature uh, dishing out, which she uh, normally does. And it's getting wicked, more wicked as every year goes by. So we need to really just not have the paper ones, but we should have those digitalized as well. You never know what's going to happen. Interesting. Are you familiar um, with this abandoned boat wall of shame for the town of Babylon? I've heard of it. So I guess if a boat is just left abandoned, 
um, because of the registration, they go through the owner and the owner has to pay a fine for them to remove it. Am I correct? Yes, but it has to do um, yeah. with identifying these boats or vessels so that, quote unquote, the guilty parties can be held responsible for their actions. So they basically list the location like Brook Avenue, Deer Park, uh, status unidentified, and they take a photo if they can of the license. I mean, I think they should actually print the license number on the side because you can zoom in, but sometimes it's hard to read it. Uh, and you can enlarge the photo, but not all photographs of the abandoned boats uh, include the license. It should, to me, it's not difficult. Just take the license, run it through the New York State registration, contact the owner at the last right. known address, and have the Suffolk County Police Department track down the owner, issue them a fine, uh, you know, warrant, whatever they need to do to remove it. Now, the next question relates to the hot wall of shame is. Again, this is the website of Town of Babylon. What about deadbeat parents? Do you think that the Town of Babylon should list uh, deadbeat parents on the site? You know what? what? I, you know, um, and being an ex-wife who received child support, I don't think so. I mean, I just, I, because it, there's two sides to every story. We, we just don't know. We don't know what's going on with this person. And I say person because sometimes women have to pay child support. Sure. So I don't feel you should be branded on something like that. I, it just, I, I wouldn't want my, I wouldn't want to see my dad, you know, uh, his face out there because he didn't pay child support. Uh, it's, it does, it serves no purpose. I think they do it at the county level. So for example, yes. I just, I just flipped over to the Nassau County level and it says, deadbeat parent lists this one person he owes $581,000 in Yonkers. He's he last lived in Yonkers, but they did recently extradite someone uh, back to Nassau County who owed approximately $100,000. It was in the news. So again, yes. Yeah, so that kind of information should be at the county level. Again, if the Nassau County court or the Suffolk County court issues a warrant for someone's arrest, it's usually because the amounts are so egregious. That is, they owe so much money in arrears and therefore the person's on the run and that's really unfair to the children um they it really child, is it you know really so so again that's at the county level what other types of services like e-services Catherine, would you want to institute and implement in the town of babylon um well certainly um now i don't know about but there should be uh some type of um on the website where people instead of calling 311 okay um mm -hmm. They should be able to log on from the Town of Babylon website and voice their concern. I have one person from a Facebook community group um, when uh, the massage parlor was shut down in Lindenhurst. Uh, a person from uh, the surrounding uh, neighborhood said that there's another uh, unsavory type of uh, massage parlor where they, it caters to men. It's open late at night. Mm -hmm. So I told him what he needed to do and no one got back to him. Did he call the, the Suffolk County Police Department? Well, first uh, he would probably need to get a hold of the uh, the town of Babylon. The town of Babylon would uh, have, they have their quality of life mm -hmm. uh, department. Then that would work with the police department and they do an investigation. They just don't go in there and say, okay, we're going to shut you down sure, and do an investigation. Yeah. They do an investigation and 
usually they include the person, they CC the person who did the report so they can see that they actually had done this. This I know, I actually had two of those massage parlors taken um, taken off the market and um, because they were uh, not what they, they were illegal. And so we had those taken down and there was another one taken down. This was going back a couple of years ago um, in North Babylon, Deer Park Avenue. So um, I think that, again, this goes with um, getting back with that person because those massage parlors are legal. They have a negative impact in the, in the community. And a lot of people don't pay attention because they're so busy working and rushing everywhere. How would they know what's going on in their neighborhood? It, it's, you know, because if, if they're so busy, but, you know, there are some people who do have the time like this particular person and who is trying to report it and he's getting frustrated because no one's getting back to him. So I gave him an alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told him, I said, why don't you email all the whole ca- uh, town board, all the councilmen and the police department as well and let them know what's going on. It's going to take it from a citizen to notice that, you know, and, and report it. Absolutely. And also the Suffolk County Police Department, they have done undercover stings in the past, uh, you know, and also we ask, why are the, you know, the women who are being trafficked, you know, arrested and having to go to Central Islip for arraignment? What about the Johns? You know, the Johns are the ones paying money. They're the ones who are the consumers of the illegal sex trafficking services. So a subject for another time, another day. Back to the town clerk uh, for all of the permits and applications. So, wow, this is a really wide range, Catherine, from dog license form to responding to FOIL application, which I'm sure involves working with the town of Babylon attorney or attorneys. All the landscaper registered vehicles have to be registered, marriage licenses, uh, plumbers, both master plumbers and restricted plumbers, uh, requests for bikeathons, block parties, parades, runner relays, walkathons. Carnivals, bazaars, fairs, and outdoor public assembly. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot. But you know what? I, I love challenges. I, I, I do love to work hard. Um, I, that's the reason why I really feel I'm the best person for the job. That's, but that's just me. I, I love working long hours. I love working a lot of days. Um, and I, I'm a, a people pleaser by nature, so I want to make sure everybody's happy and getting their money's worth from the taxes that they pay. Excellent. And there also is, very interestingly enough, a solicitor's operator license. This would be like for a restaurant where they do background checks and they ask if the person has ever uh, been, um, let's see, make sure I got this straight, uh, Date of birth, right, I do this for a living. Have you ever been convicted of any of the following? Felony, misdemeanor, yes, no. Have you been previously licensed in any occupation? And then they ask the person to list the business trader occupation. And then if the application is for a license to handle food. So I'm actually seeing, you know, expansion of food trucks. So that's also, I would think, an area you know, a focus, make sure that the food trucks are registered and that people aren't getting food poisoning. So yes, a very exciting role for the town of Babylon. It's a beautiful place to live uh, from the north uh, all the way east and west and south to Babylon Village. Uh, 
people who have been here before always remark about how quaint and beautiful the downtown is. Very well maintained. It's clean. Uh, we have wonderful stores, restaurants, and, and businesses here. So I just wanted to wish you um, all the best in the upcoming election. Again, a week from today, Tuesday. Vote early, vote often. Uh, and thank you, Catherine. Is there anything else that you want to add in terms of the, you know, the election, the upcoming election, uh, what people can do to learn more about you? Is there a website that they can go to, for example? Yes. Um, first thing um, I let everybody know is that, yes, I am a Republican. I am the type of Republican that I would like to listen to both sides before I make a decision. It's just not like, yeah, here we go. I'm all Republican. That's it. So now I was a Democrat. I turned over to Republican when the bill reform came out. And, um, but yeah, if anybody wants to know more, uh, more in detail, they're more than welcome to go to my campaign website, which is uh, Catherine with a C for F O R Babylon at gmail.com. Catherine for Babylon at gmail.com. We do not have any upcoming events because we're in the last uh, week. But um, I would appreciate your vote. Give me a chance to make things uh, easier for the residences and uh, to put ideas into motion. And let's work together to make it more of a pleasure time living here and not being able to not afford the things that we would like to do here in the town of Babylon. So let's work together to get that done for our seniors, for our vets, disabled and struggling families. Thanks, Dorothy. Thank you, and have a great evening. You too. Thank you. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you for joining us in this campaign episode. You know, if you have any concerns or comments, I really would love to hear them. You can email me at Catherine, with a C, for Babylon at gmail.com. Also, a special thank you to my supporters. It's so appreciated. As November 2nd comes around, I would appreciate and humbly ask for your vote for change, diversity, and remember, I'm a resident, not a politician. I thank you and have a great day and until next time.